Hey guys, welcome to the Fellowship Greenville Students Podcast. This week, one of our student interns, Trevin Rice, taught on God being sovereign. When life gets messy, it can be hard to feel God or know that He is in control. Recognizing Him as sovereign in all things helps us see that He never leaves us or forsakes us and is always working for our good. We hope you enjoy the message. Good morning, guys. Um, hope you're having a good morning today. I just want to welcome you here. I am Trevin. Uh, I think of most of you guys know me now, but I was the middle school intern here last week, but that has now ended. But I'm just glad to be here with you guys today. Um, I taught about a month ago in here, and we've been in this series called Our Father, talking about who God is and some words to describe Him. Um, so last week, Joy talked about how God is our author, the writer of our stories and our lives, and he is ultimately the one who's in control. But um, this week, I'll be talking about how God is sovereign. So, it's a big word. I don't know if any of you guys, do any of y'all know what sovereign means? Anybody? It's a big word. I doubt. I don't expect you guys to know it. So, oh, you got, a, you got an idea? What you got? Do what? Like a ruler? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. So God's sovereignty is that he's powerful and good in all things. So ruler would kind of go with that. Yes, he is a ruler. Um, so he has power and he's all powerful and he's good in all things. And this means that he's good and working for our good, even though if it doesn't match up with our definition of good. Um, so I've talked to you a little bit about myself, but today, instead of like the kind of get to know me stuff, I want to tell you a little bit about my story. So my family, we've had a lot of financial struggles, um, but so we haven't really had a lot of money growing up, but because my dad has gone through a lot of different jobs and all kinds of stuff. But through the struggles, through the trials of those struggles and financial problems, I've been able to see God work in a lot of ways that most people wouldn't be able to see. So I want to tell you about one of those times um, today. So one of these times, within a span of about two or three years, my dad went through several jobs. And there were issues because of that We didn't have a lot of money, like I said. And so I think it was about November when this happened. Um, But so he lost one of these jobs that he had had. And then he had a company car with that job. But he lost that company car because he lost the job. But we had my mom's SUV still. So we could get around with that. He had a truck, but it was broken down. So I think it was about, it was either Thursday or Friday. This had happened, he had lost the job like Wednesday, I think, because we were at my little sister's basketball game, and I remember him not having the car. I was like, Dad, where's the car? And then he told me he had lost the job. But So then it was about Thursday or Friday, my mom's car broke down. So 
we didn't have any way of getting around at all. And it was just really scary because, like, we had to go, the, we needed to go to the grocery store to get groceries and stuff. We couldn't do that. Um, we needed to get to school. We didn't know how we were going to do that. This happened on, like, a Friday, I'm pretty sure. My mom's car broke down because that whole weekend we were trying to figure out how to get around, how we were going to get to school, how we were going to get to church. But, so, yeah, we tried fixing it ourselves and it did not work at all. <laughs> I, I like working on cars and stuff, but at that time I hadn't really gotten into it yet, so I didn't know what I was doing. But, so, yeah, uh, I think I'm going to leave you guys right there. So, all cars are broke down. We don't know what we're going to do. Super duper scary because, like, you just feel stuck. You just feel like you don't know what to do. I want to ask y'all, have y'all had times like this? Maybe it's more of something simple in what you're scared in, like maybe jumping off something tall or going down a big slide. Or maybe it's more of something like for you eighth graders now who are about to move up to high school, maybe that's something really scary that you don't know what's going to happen. Or maybe you guys who have just moved up, you sixth graders, uh, maybe that time from elementary school to middle school, just that scary transition of, wow, I don't know how this is going to go, and this is really scary. Let me ask you this. Uh, in these times, have you ever been so afraid that you're, like, doubting? You're doubting God. You're doubting your faith. Like, maybe it's a sick family member or just a friend or somebody, and they love Jesus, you love Jesus, but you can't see them working in it, and it's just scary. Like, why, God? Where are you at? Where are you working in this? Like, I don't see this. It's terrifying. So considering that, I think Matthew talks about all of these questions in Matthew 8 in the story of Jesus calming the storm. So we're going to be in Matthew eight twenty three through 27 this morning. So you can go ahead and turn there. I'll be referencing or pulling from Mark a little bit too. It's the same story, but just a little bit different details and wording. But yeah, uh, before we do this, I want to go ahead and pray. So you can go ahead, bow your eyes, close your, bow your heads, close your eyes, my bad. Uh, Father, I just come to you today and thank you for this time that we have to gather here and um, just pray that you would open our eyes and our ears today. Help us see and hear what you want us to take away from this passage. And I pray that you would speak through me, Father. And I thank you for all that you do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Also, before we get into this scripture, I want to give you all some context on what's happening here. So, this is the story of Jesus calming the storm. But before this, the disciples have seen Jesus perform several miracles at this point. He's turned water into wine. He's healed very many sick people. Like he's, they've, seen, they've seen Jesus work, so they somewhat have a category for him. They somewhat have an idea of who he is and what he can do and the power that he has. So Jesus... Before they get out on the lake in the storm, Jesus had been teaching to this crowd all day. So the disciples were serving the crowd at this time during the day. 
So they're, they're pretty much at the end of themselves. They're super duper tired, like just worn out. And Jesus knows that this storm is coming, but he still nevertheless says, all right, guys, go ahead, hop in the boat. We're going to cross the sea. <laughs> I'll be down there in a minute. Go ahead, get the boat ready. So also, these, the, most of these guys are fishermen, and this sea they would be very familiar with. And they're used to storms and stuff because it's pretty common. But still, it's a storm. It's scary. So let's go ahead, hop into the Scripture. If you don't have your Bibles, it will be on the screens. Start in verse 23. Then Jesus got into the boat and started across the lake with his disciples. Suddenly, a fierce storm struck the lake with waves breaking into the boat, but Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him up, shouting, Lord, save us, we're going to drown. Jesus responded, why are you afraid? You have so little faith. Then he got up and rebuked the winds and waves, and suddenly there was a great calm. Then the disciples were amazed. Who is this man, they asked. Even the winds and waves obey him. So yeah, pretty scary time for the disciples here, because I'll get to that. Let's actually go ahead and into that. So verse 24, it says, suddenly a fierce storm struck the lake. So actually in the original writing of this, it was in Greek. So that like the fierce storm, that right there in some translations, it says a great storm. But the word for fierce or great is called megos in Greek. Can you say that? Megos. So it's like, it's like the word for mega or just like huge. Like this storm is unusually big. Like the disciples, like they would have a healthy fear if a storm came, but they're literally terrified. So you know that this, these guys are fishermen. They know what they're doing. They know that the, like, you know that this storm is huge and scary because of how they're reacting. Like it's an unusually big storm. So they're terrified. They don't know what to do. And like they're just fixated upon this storm and can't really see anything but the storm. And I want to ask the question, don't we do this in these scary times and the trials and the hardships? Don't we fix our eyes upon that scary thing, that big jump or that sick family member? Don't we like, isn't that like the only thing that we can see sometimes? So also in verse 24, it says that Jesus is asleep. <laughs> He's out there in the bottom of the boat just taking a nap, getting thrown around by the waves, not even affecting him. Like sometimes during our trials and hardships, these scary times, it can seem like Jesus is asleep. Like, where, Jesus, where you at, man? You working in this? But Jesus is still there but he's just sleeping. So in verse 25, we have our disciples' reaction to coming down, seeing Jesus sleeping. They say, it says, in, so I'm going to take from Mark as well, 
But Mark chapter 4, verse 38 is what I'm going to be talking about. This is also the disciples' reaction here to Jesus sleeping. But Matthew, it says, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. And then we're going to, it's basically like, like, we're about to die, Jesus. Where are you at, man? What you doing? <laughs> like, why are you sleeping, bro? This is scary. So in Mark, it says, teacher, don't you care that we're about to drown? Don't we do this? Like, they're asking Jesus if he cares. It doesn't seem that he cares but he's, that because he's asleep. It's at least what they're thinking. And I think that we think that. Like, Jesus, why are you letting me go through this hard thing? Why is my grandma sick? Why am I going through this? Like, I love you, Jesus, and so does she. This is scary. Why do you, do you not care? So let's see what Jesus' response to this question is. In verse 28, Jesus says, Why are you afraid? You have so little faith. So, then he gets up and calms the storm. But his response there in verse 28, even though with our prideful question of asking, even if he cares, when we know good and well that he cares, he responds with, don't you know that I am here with you? Don't you know that I care? Why are you afraid? I'm here with you. So that's Jesus' response to those questions. He is with us. He's here. So Jesus calms the storm. And let's see what verse that is. That's verse, verse 26 that it says, Then he got up and rebuked the wind and waves, and suddenly there was a great calm. So that great right there and great calm is the exact same thing as great and great storm. This is an un unusual calm. It's like, you know, like, f have any of y'all ever been to the lake, like, first thing in the morning? Yeah? So it's like that water is like glass, just insanely smooth and calm. So Jesus comes in in the middle of this storm and then <laughs> calm. This right here shows that Jesus can come through and he saved the disciples here, even though the disciples doubted him. So this is, this right here is pretty mind-blowing for the disciples. And, and Mark says that they were terrified. So this is like, this, the reason why they're scared of this is because in their minds and Jewish culture, or they're just, the Jews believe like only God can control weather. He only, ha only God has that power. So for Jesus to do this, this is crazy. Because, like, in their minds, only God has power over the nature, over the storm. So this truly shows that Jesus is the Son of God, that he is God in the flesh, God as a human. And that he has that supernatural power to control the weather, even. That he's, he's powerful. And we see that God is sovereign, through Jesus in this story. 
But Jesus did allow this storm to happen. And the, to the disciples, it seemed terrifying and scary. But it ultimately led to their faith in Jesus being strengthened. Like, they got to see Jesus' ultimate power on display. They got to see him command over this storm. For this, for us, this means that even though that these scary times we may go, go the scary times we may go through are like terrifying. They ultimately are for our good and God intends them for our good and our growth. And he also has the power to work through this. He has that power. He has that supernatural power to work through whatever you're facing, whether that be the big jump off the slide or the sick family member even, or you eighth graders moving up to high school, which is a scary thing. I've been there. <laughs> I know how it is. It's definitely. The unknown is scary, but just an encouragement to you guys. God's with you, and he has the power to work in that, and he's working for your good and your growth. So even if he doesn't take that hard thing away, it's for our growth. Even though if he doesn't pull us out of that scary time, it's for our growth and our good, and he has that power. So how can we apply this? So we can have faith and trust God in these times, whether that be making new friends when moving up to high school or the sick family member or friend. We can have faith and trust in that unknown and the fear of the trial. We can also pray. We can ask God to give us strength in these times. We can ask him to guide us. And we can ask him to work for our good, even if it doesn't match up with our definition of good, because ultimately it will be for our good. And it will lead to our growth. We can have peace in these times as well because we can rest in the fact that God is sovereign, which means He's all powerful and He is all good. He is good in all things, like we said before. Because the peace of resting in that is unlike any other. I can testify to that myself. Throughout all the financial struggles, they were scary at first, but like, not even financial struggles, like any struggle, any hard time I've had in my life, I, the times that I've tried to fix it myself, the times that I've stressed about it myself, times that I've worried about it, like, you don't have to stress about that. You don't have to worry because God will work in that, and he's got you. And you can have peace in that. And that peace is unlike any other peace that you can find anywhere else. I'll tell you that. So I want to finish up this time with the rest of the story from the car. So all the cars are broke down. We're trying to fix it. Can't figure it out. So Saturday, we tried to figure out maybe, maybe we'll take an Uber to church. <laughs> I'm in a family of six, 
what we did not know is that would be very expensive because you have to find a car for six people. So we didn't have the money to do that. We couldn't do that. So, yeah, tried to fix it on our own. Didn't work. So fellowship has been a huge part of helping my family in these times. So they knew of our financial situations and the troubles we were having. Like, just They just helped us a lot. So we get a call Sunday afternoon from fellowship. And they they tell us, hey, we got this van that somebody that's just dropped off. And, sorry. <laughs> they just told it to give it to somebody who needed it. And we want to give it to you guys. So not only did God take care of us in that time. He gave us a van. <laughs> he gave us a car. And I'm talking, this thing had a DVD player and everything. Like, this thing was nice. It had leather seats and everything. But, like, this van was super nice. So God literally gave us a car. Through the church, he gave us a car. Like, there's no other explanation for that. God, then God is taking care of us. He's sovereign. He has the power to work. And he's working for your good in that. So another thing is later that week, got dropped off in the van to school. <laughs> and uh, I was talking to my best friend. I was like, dude, we just got this van like just for free. And like, it's so cool. I'll have to show it to you later. But, like, my mom's car still broke down, so all we have is the van. My dad can't figure out how to get to a, go find a job, so they're having to share that car. So, apparently, my friend had gone home and told his parents about this. And his family owned a golf cart shop in the area. So, they had, like, an account or, like, yeah, they had an account at a shop in town. And this shop was literally walking distance from my house. So they called my parents. His parents called my parents. They're like, hey, we heard about your situation. And uh, we want to put your car in the shop and get it fixed. We'll just put it on the tab, put it on the account. Totally free. So not only did God give us a like, it was like a 2008 Honda Odyssey. It's still pretty nice. It's used. But new used van, not only did he give us one for free, but he also fixed my mom's car for free or provided my friend's family to do that. So bottom line is God is with us and sovereign in our scary times in life. And we see that in Jesus, who is God's son. So yeah, that's, that's the story. That's my word for y'all today. And uh, y'all go ahead and move into discussion questions.